BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello, welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And on today's show, we're going to talk about entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs and what the difference is. So we've got a lot of listeners who actually hold down full-time jobs someplace. And while they might have that entrepreneurial spirit, they're actually intrapreneurs working inside of major companies. So we're going to talk a little bit about how intrapreneurs can help businesses be successful. All right. Um, I like how we just make up a word for everything. I do too. I, I was kind of being facetious about that. but I was too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because it wasn't until we started this business that I had heard the word solopreneur. <laughs> like that's just an entrepreneur, but he's by himself. Like, yeah. Well, that's a solopreneur. I'm like, well, it's just a business owner. Why do we have to give him a special name? Right. You yeah. Know? I, you know what I get confused about? I was thinking about this this morning. Wait, before I tell you that, should we tell him about Patreon? Sure. Let's do it. We have a Patreon account. <laughs> we do. You tell them. You're so much better at so this than we me. Have a Patreon account. It's uh, set up so that you can tip us and let us know what you like and what you don't like, and you get access to cool content and other stuff like that. It's uh, patreon.com slash bizquick. Check it out, and the link is in the show notes. Yeah, and you know what? I do want to do one thing. I want to say thank you to the people who have already left us a tip. We really appreciate it, and um, this this show's for you. Yes, all right. Okay. I get really confused over when to use small business owner versus entrepreneur. Like, are they the same thing, Corey? Or is an entrepreneur somebody who owns a small business, but then isn't a solopreneur that same thing? Like, it's it's very confusing. Like, are they interchangeable terms? I think they're interchangeable. The small business owner and entrepreneur are basically the same thing, <clears throat> except for an entrepreneur. Like, an entrepreneur might not necessarily actually own a business. They might be in the process of starting a business or they just have that kind of spirit they're they've got side hustles etc but they're not they're not the small business owner in the traditional sense of owning a business yeah okay that makes sense so i guess maybe uh um i always wonder like do people would people rather be called an entrepreneur or would they rather be called a small business owner some people get offended when you say small business and i'm like i don't understand why like you want to be a big business owner like it's just a weird, you know, people are so sensitive. I usually don't care. But on this one, I get tripped up almost daily. I'm, I, I usually say entrepreneurs and small business owners. But I feel like they're the same people. But then I feel like people don't identify with both of them. Yeah, I mean, and I, at a certain point, I think we're just splitting hairs there. Like, yeah, okay, I, you have a company that has 100 employees and, you know, you make millions of dollars a year and you don't want to be called a small business owner, but you're still an entrepreneur. I can see that, I guess, but that's also the, you know, the dickhead who's, you know, saying, Oh, Hey, this is, you know, Miss Traxler. Uh, it's Dr. Traxler. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> Nobody really cares that much. Can we, can we call me Dr. Traxler? <clears throat> Professor. 
Professor. <laughs> Professor. Yes. Yes. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, let's get into it. Okay. What is an entrepreneur? I don't know. That's another one of those words. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to tell you? Yes. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you out of suspense, Corey. Okay. An entrepreneur is defined as somebody who works inside of a big company. They're actually an employee, but they have that entrepreneurial spirit, right? So they're sort of innovative and they like to, they're creators. So they're thinking big picture and helping to advance a company. Um, but they are an employee. They're not, they're not an entrepreneur. Okay. So they, they're just hard workers. Yeah. And t- technically they're, they're probably your best employees, right? Probably, I guess. Cause they're the idea makers. So do you think when we were in corporate America, were we entrepreneurs? Um, no. Both, no to both of us? I, I don't, it's like, again, it just sounds like, I don't know, we're giving people a pat on the back for doing their job. Like, I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with that and nothing wrong with working for a big company and being a key person in that company. But like, I, I, I mean, if we're just going to say the entrepreneurial spirit, like I want to go out there and, and crush it, then sure, that's fine. We can just call them entrepreneurs too. Okay. Okay. I, I I don't know. It's just uh, it it just seems like we're we're trying to like give like and and this is the world we live in. We're giving everybody a label. Everybody gets a label. It's like why why can't why can't you just be an employee? You you can be a good employee. You can be a bad employee. Everybody who works for this company though is an employee, and we can give you an extra adjective on front of that. <laughs> I do like adjectives. Yes, it's my favorite part of speech. Yes, but yeah, I I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's it's fine. It's just uh, I I don't know what it's accomplishing to call somebody an entrepreneur. I don't. I get it conceptually, and I think I always think that entrepreneurs are on the doorstep of becoming entrepreneurs, right? If that makes sense, where you know, if I'm inside of a company and I'm I'm innovative and I like to create and do things, um, and I can lead the charge for advancing I don't, it doesn't even have to be product development it, it or could be but you know maybe I'm you know creating software or I'm making the business more efficient because I, I'm very very innovative when it comes to process improvement anything like that but I'm on the doorstep of leaving to start my own business and I guess that's not necessarily true I mean I try to convince you know Steph Cook who's the most entrepreneurial employee I know she's she's an entrepreneur like when I hear the word entrepreneur I think of her right she's a good friend of ours she's been on the podcast a couple of times Steph is she's innovative she's creative she's a big picture thinker but she can also get in the into the details really easily and you know I think she could serve the world so well as an entrepreneur because she has so much to offer. And I could just see her like really, really coming in and making sweeping changes for a lot of small businesses by doing some very innovative things. But she loves being part of a big company. And so she is an entrepreneur. And I don't think she's leaving to become an entrepreneur. But I always think entrepreneurs eventually end up in that space of an entrepreneur. Can we call them prepreneurs? Prepreneurs. Yes. Yes. All right. Enough of that talk. I'm going to tell everybody about Certivium and we're going to take a break. Okay. So Certivium is our other company that we love. It's all about customer engagement, uh, social media management, social media 
creation, everything that you need to do for the most part to uh, connect with your customers. <clears throat> and we are happy to do that with you, for you, or a hybrid of the two. So check it out. It's certivium.com. We made up the word, so you probably don't know how to spell it, but the link is in the show notes. Just like entrepreneur is made up. <laughs> yes, and prepreneur. Yes. yes. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to BizQuick, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. Yes. <laughs> we're we're still kind of working through some things here with, with the the studio switch. Julie's, um, since, what, what, Studio 3, I think, is what we're on now? Studio 4? Is that what it is over there? Yeah, studio so te four? technically uh, I had Studios 1 and 2 in my house. That's true, you did. Yeah. Um, and I had, I guess, a studio in my old house. Yeah, yeah. so this is Studio 4. Studio 4. Look at us. Just, we're we're popular. Yeah, just climbing the ranks. We're we just are collecting more studios than anybody. But anyway, the yeah. So Julie's so Studio Four um, doesn't have electricity today. So we had a last minute had to switch over to Studio One. And yeah. thank God I read that letter. Yes, I know that would have been terrible in the middle of it. Um, and for the record, it's not because I didn't pay a bill. It's because they're doing some work in the neighborhood, and um, well, really, we still kind of live in the same neighborhood. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Just across the street. So anyway, I don't have power today. Um, or at some point don't won't have power. And it wasn't really clear if or when it was going to happen. And we thought, this is not a good idea. Let no, it's not. No, it would be terrible <laughs> if the internet went out in the middle of... Recording? Yes. Anything. Exactly. Yeah. So here we are. We're back in Studio One and we're going to make it work. We so, are. Uh, we are talking about entrepreneurs, prepreneurs, entrepreneurs. I like the prepreneurs. Small business owners. Um, let's get back into it. Let's do it. I want to. I I want to ask a question about um, basically hiring challenges, right? Because this still falls into the you know time into the general topic of entrepreneurs and thinking what makes somebody a good hire for a company, right? So you're going, you're hiring right now for mm -hmm. Cabo. So what does that, what is that? A pulse. <laughs> yes. um, and, and sadly, you're not even joking right I'm, now. I'm really not. Um, we're kind of, uh, we're, I mean, there's so many things that go into hiring with restaurants in general. And when you're opening up a restaurant, you just it, it, it you can screen and interview and do everything that you, you want to try and have the best employees when you first open but the fact of the matter is you're going to lose a significant portion of your initial hires within the first couple of months people are i mean they interview well and they just show up because they need one paycheck because they've got a drug problem uh people they realize that they um, wanting to get back in the restaurant industry and they decided that they didn't or, you know, it could be a culture foot. It could be any number of things, but um, it, it's very common in the restaurant industry for people to hop jobs and work someplace for a couple of months and then leave and whatever. So it's just something that's kind of built in and we're kind of against the wall right now. Um, and I've said this to a couple of people who I, I probably shouldn't have said this, but <clears throat> when I was like, you know, just kind of walking through it and 
Uh, it's like get get to the end of the interview, and these are no more than like eight minute interviews. They're they're quick. It's oh like, my god. I'm, I'm like you you showed up on time and you're sober. Um, I, I, that's all I really needed to know. Um, because uh, again, like with <clears throat> excuse me, with a lot of these positions, um, the you don't need experience. I'm happy to hire people who never worked in the restaurant industry before or who have never served. They've only ever hosted or, or, or any of those things because you can train on the job. That's super easy to do. And it's, it, I almost prefer it to a degree because you get to train these people the way that you want them to work and they don't come in with bad habits from previous businesses. So uh, for, for most of these people, if, if unless there's a giant red flag, um, it's, yeah, Pretty much everybody's just getting hired right now, which is fine because we need a ton of people. And it's, uh, I kind of like it right now. I've got a lot of people who have applied to be a bartender, kind of a server, but mostly a bartender. And they all come in thinking that they're, you know, they're applying for a bartender job. And I'm like, well, right now it's like, I've got a couple of people who are bartenders who are going to have, you know, only bartending shifts. Everybody else, y'all are going to have to fight for the other bartending shifts. You know, you're going to have to serve and it, like it's it's a competition at that point. Like whoever is the best employee, you know, that that's the best fit for for the job, for the role is going to get the the choice shifts. And that's I mean, I, I, I kind of enjoy that part of the restaurant industry. Making people work for it. Yeah, because it like and that's the <clears throat> the thing that I don't like about um, the the notion of not tipping or whatever. Like it, it's the the. The motivation to work, the motivation to do your job well, the motivation to hustle, it helps everybody out. It helps the customer out. It helps the employee out. It helps the business out. Yeah. Have you had, so first off, is, have you, is there been anybody who has showed up for an interview that you haven't hired? No. Okay. There have been a number of people who haven't showed up for interviews. I know. I know. Even people who are really hard workers haven't showed up. Yes, exactly. People that is their, their title is hard worker. Um, that might be the best story ever. Yeah. Um, so right now you're not really, you're not looking for somebody who per se has the entrepreneurial mindset. Well, you wouldn't well, have been anyway, cause you don't know what that was. Well, like you didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean now that it's been defined for me, yes, I do know what that is. Uh, and it, it's not that I'm not having those conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, I, for the most part, make the decision within the first couple of minutes that this person's going to get hired. And then from there, I mean, we have other conversations. We've got one guy um, who we just hired to be a line cook and and he just, he straight up said to us, I'm 28 years old. I don't want to be a line cook at 30. I want to be more than that. It's like, Oh, great. You know? And the thing, I mean, we, you know, we talked to him about how we've got plans for the restaurant and there's always room for growth and that we want more than one restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. And we also said, and we are fully aware of the fact that you might not be here in two years, but we want to do everything that we can to set you up so that you can not be a line cook in two years. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So that like that we are getting good employees in there, but it, it also, um, like I said, people can interview really well and then just be terrible. Don't I know it? I once interviewed a woman who the enti- she went through the entire interview with powdered sugar on her face from a donut that she had jabbed down her throat right before she walked in the door and I was the third person to interview her wow. and nobody told her. So she literally went through she was probably in the building for 
I'm going to say at least 90 minutes, and no one told this woman she had powdered sugar on her face. And she even got up and went to the bathroom at one point. And she didn't notice it? mm -mm. And had powdered, and it was really hard for, listen, there is, there are, you know, there are many things I am not mature enough to handle. But powdered sugar on your face during an interview, mm, that's really cutting it close for me. Like, I could never hire somebody whose name was Dick. Like, I, I'm not mature enough for that, Corey. Sure. I'm, I give, um, I want to give credit to that lady, though. If she went to the bathroom and saw that she had powdered sugar and didn't wipe it off, she was like, fuck it, I'm going to own this. This powdered sugar is supposed to be there. Or do you think it's more likely she didn't bother to look in the mirror? Because what she also woman didn't... goes to the bathroom and doesn't look in the mirror? The only time that you don't look in the mirror when you go to the bathroom as a woman if you're not wa- is if you're not washing your hands and you're just like scooting out of there really, really fast. Mm. Okay. I I, I'm telling you. That's, I believe you. That's fine. I'm a woman. <clears throat> I'm Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> that's the only time it would happen, though. But in an interview... Like, would you not want to make sure you don't, like, yeah, have, just, just have a bat in the cave or something? Even I would do that, and I don't ever look in the mirror. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe I should take a look. Yeah. Make sure my beard's on straight. Make sure I don't have any spinach in my... Make sure my beard's on straight. Yeah. I don't... I don't it was just... It was just... It was very, very bizarre. But, yeah. Interviewing is... Oh God, I hate interviewing. I'm not gonna lie; it's I really dislike interviewing people. Sure, I, I, I'm the same way for jobs, not for the podcast, obviously. Yeah, yeah. and I've uh, again, uh, especially in restaurants, and I think just in general, it is not hard to do uh, to get a three out of five on an interview, like without even trying. Like it, oh, it's the hey. simple things. It, it's it's showing up on time. Not having powdered sugar. Not on having your face. powdered sugar on your face. It's being sober. It's like all of these simple things, and then just being able to engage in a conversation. Yeah, make eye contact. Because that, yeah, that's all it is. And and like having a little bit of preparation ahead of time is is probably wise, especially if you're looking for you know a larger, um, you know, a, a big salary in a corporation or, or you know all that. But your resume should speak for itself, and you should be able to, like, you should be comfortable talking about what it is that you do. But don't you feel like the entire process from like the resume to the job description to the resumes that come in to the actual interview, all of it's just kind of a little bit of theater, right? You write a really good job description to make the company sound really appealing. Like if you were, I would love to see a job description that actually talks about like the hellacious things that happen inside the company. Like, look, we're disorganized as fuck. We run meetings eight hours a day and still expect you to get your work done afterwards. Everybody fights. There's like a pissing contest every day for who the actual boss is. Like, uh, write me a job description like that. So people know like, oh God, I'm walking into pure hell here and I'm, I'm up for it. And then show me a resume that's like, eh, I usually can give four good hours a day, but the other four, it's a total crapshoot if you're going to get anything out of me or not, right? It's all theater because then the, I can put on my best face in a interview. I can tell you anything you want to hear. I can, I can fake skills, man, if I need to. Sure. And, and yeah, I, I mean, everybody knows or should know that it, your resume, it's it, your, your padding. Everybody pads their resume. Everybody pads everything a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I've got three years of IT experience. Yeah, it's I like mean, a teenage girl with a new bra. You're padding that shit, man. Sure, exactly. Yes. And yeah, I, I, so I have an idea. Um, 
this is a business idea for anybody out there. Any of those entrepreneurs out there who are looking to you know get out of make the change and yes, make the exactly. escape. Figure this one out. So the job description idea, the real job description idea. Uh huh. You take pick a number. I don't know. Seventeen. Seventeen people who have had that role or worked for that company. And you take reviews and, like, basically all of that. Go to Glassdoor, get some company reviews. Yeah, like, you take reviews, but you also get them to write their own job. Like, whatever. Like, and compile that all into one thing to say, here's what it's really like. Here's the pros. Here's the cons. And here's what the actual job is. You're going to spend seven and a half hours a day in meetings. You're going to, you know, the, the break room smells like fish, like whatever, like all of those things that you need to know before you go into a, into a job. The lady at the front desk is a raging bitch. <laughs> yes. But yeah. if you bring her caramels, she is nice to you. Tom from sales will not stop talking. <laughs> and he has really bad halitosis. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's hysterical. That's actually a really good idea. That's almost as good as your revolutionary idea of everybody has to go back to kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Like every six years or something? Uh, when you renew your driver's license. Yeah. Uh, so every, that's five, ten? Five, I don't whatever. know. Yeah. I don't know how often you renew your driver's license anymore. You might need to check that then. No, oh, I just <laughs> got mine. Just got mine when I moved here. Silly. Yeah. Um, that's a, I was going to say something, though, about the, the whole concept. Oh, and the other part that's a farce, it's theater, is the references. Like, please tell me who exactly is going to give even, like, a reference for an old job. Like, if you're going to give, a, like, check your old, you know, if you need to call a reference, somebody that you, you need to call my old boss. Well, guess what? At performance, I'm going to give you Mark Upton's name. Sure. I'm not going to give you my actual boss's name. Yeah, and... Uh- I don't, I, I mean, I could probably count on both hands the number of times I've ever called a reference. And the only times that I have is when I actually knew who the reference was to say, oh, hey, I'm going to give me call. the real scoop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to, again, restaurants and you know, people hop around a lot and you know everybody in, in the industry. So you can call over to somebody and be like, hey, so and so applied. What's up with this? And you get the real scoop from them. Um, but I mean, I've given references before and, and it's people who I've had to fire, but they're friends of mine. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a good reference, Yeah, <laughs> which is terrible. But, you know, and people have called like, Hey, how's this person as an employee? Like, Oh, they're great. Yeah. They quit because hold on, let me check notes. They quit because of this reason. I didn't fire them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can't trust that. I, I, I only do it to verify that they were actually employed there. The only thing that you have to go on is. One in the interview, it's your gut instinct, right? And if you're if you're interviewing for something, you know, like in the in the restaurant, right? So sure, you could ask them like, "Hey, can you go chop this onion for me?" I guess or something, right? If you're putting them in the back, but you don't even care, right, about that. And they're following recipes, so if can can you read? Well, clearly you can because you filled out a job application, so you're good to go. But you're not it's you're not asking them technical questions on a technical interview if you're hiring for an IT position there are certainly questions you could ask to to sort of dive into their actual experience and skill set it's really gut instinct and then it's how they show up and how they work like that that that's the test that's what matters exactly because the at the end of the day outside of those skills that some you know you definitely need for certain jobs um yeah, it's how well you mesh. Like, like, are you going to be like, are you going to fit in in well with this team? Yeah, and that's uh, so important when it comes to businesses. It's just understanding how people are going to fit into the culture of your business. Culture, core values. All right, listen. 
I, I'm, I'm tired of talking about this. Let's wrap it up for the day. All right, let's do this. This was a, a quick episode, but... This was a quick episode. Let's do it. Exactly. Um, part of the other fun thing, Julie. You didn't bring the scripts with I you. I didn't bring the scripts, <laughs> so, so... let's do this off the top of our head. So thank you, Julie, for joining the show. <laughs> thank you uh, for talking to me about entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, prepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners. Thanks to our listeners. We appreciate you. And you can learn more about our podcast at sbface.com. Sure. Everything you need to know is going to be on our website, all the different ways that you can connect with us on social media. And uh, don't forget to check out Certivium. That's our other business. It's it, links in the show notes. And we have a radio show you should listen to. It's called Defeat the Chaos. It's every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Also, we wrote a book. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It is a number one bestseller, and it comes with a digital workbook that you can download. And there's lots of fun exercises in there to help you build a stronger foundation and move from being owner-operated, um, yeah, owner-driven to process-driven. Sure. If you've already bought the book, go back to Amazon and review it. We love feedback. Also, review this podcast. Subscribe to it. Download it. Rate it. And if you feel so inclined, review it. That is it for today's show. I'm Corey. I'm Julie. And this was Bisquick, helping small businesses across America.